This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Dr. Lance Law and Dr. Mihaela Bogdanov at Comfort Care Family Dental. Hello, and welcome to Dana Being Dana. I'm Dana Michelle, and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together and living life intentionally. Today, the focus is exclusively on men, and you will hear from five of them directly. Men remain a mystery to many women, and I'm sure the opposite is also true. So the insight will prove invaluable. Are you ready? Men are often viewed as providers in the family and home. Do you think you fit the stereotype of the traditional male provider? Hey, Dana, I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, I would say um, no. Uh, I, I think that it, when I think of traditional, you, you, you go to work, you come home, and kind of everything's there uh, for you, and, and you just kind of focus on being the financial provider uh, for the family. Um, I have two daughters, and so two teenage daughters, as a matter of fact, and, and so for me, it, it's it's a little bit more. So it's 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 that plus kind of coming in and, and sharing the responsibilities of the home with with my with my lovely wife. And so uh, when I think of traditional provider, I, you know, for me, it's 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 a mix between yes. I go out and I'm the primary financial giver, but there's also, I would say, the operational type of things that happen in the household where, where I do participate and expected to participate in as well. I, I, I echo what Elliot said. I, I think that there isn't really a uh, traditional role that, that men just uh, fulfill. I know in my house that it isn't that as well, that I'm, I'm similar to Elliot in the sense that I have, have a child, it's just me and him. Uh, I, I did have a wife. I am a widower. But uh, in terms of things that, that I think modern men do and enjoy doing, uh, we enjoy mixing things up a little bit and getting our hands dirty as, as fathers and as, as providers in our home, uh, from helping with feedings with babies to, to later on having those logistical things that we do. It isn't just a, uh, a nine to five come home uh, help out with discipline or help out and just pay bills it, it's really being engaged and i think with the changing of the times particularly now what are some of the challenges for men as providers and protectors in this time of pandemic social and political unrest how has that impacted the the, the male role you know i would think um or i would respond with this that Given the current climate, especially for African-American um, males, myself being African-American male, having um, male children, um, sons who I know have to go out into the, the world and face a world that is not necessarily welcoming to them, it does weigh on me heavily right. uh, knowing that um, there, are, there are dynamics in our society today that makes my expect, expected role as protector, um, it calls it into question a bit because I cannot be a direct protector of my children as they're facing certain dynamics in our society. So it does, it does weigh on me a bit uh, facing our current uh, social political climate. I feel definitely, you know, like there are challenges men faces like uh, losing motivation, mental health, physical challenges, and emotional challenges 
they have and especially some men who lose their jobs or lost their jobs they will have uh, major major uh, emotional as well as mental challenges and plus taking care of uh, you know young kids their fees and all those things i feel that i think it's uh, communication uh, especially uh, you know in a virtual environment both at home and in school and at work uh, communication is is ever more important and communication transparency and you know as a, i know that as a father uh, you know, my daughters don't come to me with everything, right? So there's certain things where you have to, um, you know, you, you kind of have to kind of check your ego at the door and kind of relearn how to communicate, right? Because a lot of, as a male, we want to fix things. And while, you know, growing up with girls, they don't necessarily want you to fix things. They just want you to listen. And so it, it be, there's a lot of external factors that are impacting, um, you know, their day. And so just being able to communicate and just listen, sometimes it's hard for a man because we want to rush to solution. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. So let's break it down a little bit. Exclusively reported here, what is man code or can you explain the bond of men? Inquiring minds uh, want to know. I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's very important, but I think it's also, you know, you really kind of talk about everything. You're comfortable in that position. Um, and I think, I don't know, it's just a different way. It's, it, it's a way for you to kind of just be yourself, I guess. Um, because when you're in the real world or you're working or you're, you know, with your family or their family or whoever it is, you kind of have to just talk a certain way. And, and, you know, when you're talking with your friends or your guys, you really kind of feel more comfortable, I guess. Yeah, but 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 there, there is a side of man code where I do think it's that you're it, it's, it's how you want to be re remembered. And whenever you think about what man code is, it's it's a it's a word is your bond caring for others sort of thing. And whenever you think about it, it's again, if you weren't here tomorrow, if you weren't in the room with a group of people, how would they view you? And it's living by that code that leaves others feeling like you're there for them and feeling like you left things better than than you walked away from it. That's great. On a, on a more serious note, um, I want to talk about men and men's health because I think it's something that we don't often talk about. And I wanted to ask yes. you, gentlemen, do you think that men prioritize their own health as they should or like they should? And I will take that question because I have practically seen or, you know, myself, I will uh, be very truth right now that uh, I have taken my health for granted, I can say. And I have seen some of my friends or known people who have taken health for granted and they have not, uh, you know, has been, uh, what I can say is they have never focused health as their top priority. They have focused their top priority as their job and family. So that is my take. You have to take care of yourself first so that you can take care of others. It's like that oxygen mask, mask on the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And you all are you know, friends of mine and, and great ambitious men, lawyer, CEO, businessman, scholar, community leader, financial services. So you guys are all out there hustling hard, um, which I think is important. And that's why I think the whole conversation with respect to health is so important. I want to talk about uh, influence uh, because 
you all are very ambitious. Who has been, who or what, has been your greatest motivation or influence for all that you do? I think for me, um, you know, it's, it's really about my family. Um, and it's not like a single person. I mean, my, my grandpa's my hero and, and he came here and he wanted to, his number one goal in life was to bring his family here to the United States from China and give them this opportunity. And then when he did do that, you know, it was great. Um, but you gotta take advantage of all the opportunities that you can get. Well, you know, I think of my, my mother and my father and other family members is very influential. I also, uh, in response to your question, think of lots of men in particular that did little things for me along the way, that set examples. Friends, uh, older gentlemen growing up, right? Friends, fathers, um, my father's friends, people that I run across now that are older colleagues that set examples for me as a father. And I think it's important both as a man to seek out those good mentors and role models, but also now I realize being a, a single father that there's, it takes a community to raise a child, right? It takes a village, they say. And there's lots of people that I really appreciate having seen now, especially other men. Like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm my son's father and I take that role very seriously and am trying to teach him how to be a man and, and, and raise a good man. But at the same time, I fully appreciate that there's lots of people out there that come into his life and my life and are there for him as well. That's great. That's great. What are you most proud of as a man? I, I take uh, a lot of pride um, in, my, in my faith and in, in, in just in being able to talk about faith and try to set the right example for my, for my two daughters and, and my wife. Um, you know, we tend to, um, we, I'm just saying me as a younger me, um, was very focused on career. Um, and now, you know, it's still important. However, putting it into perspective, um, my openness to faith has, has led me to be more, a little bit more present. Uh, and so for me, being able to kind of step, step back and, 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 be, and be comfortable saying that where, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's my career is not my ultimate priority right now. Um, that, that was, that's hard. It's hard to say <laughs> it's hard to hear, but it's something that <laughs> I've become a little bit more comfortable saying, uh, over the last year and year, 18, 12 to 18 months. I, I think for me, I would say I'm, I'm very proud of the relationship that I have with my children. I have six children, four boys, two girls. And when they tell me, you know, Hey, we just, I appreciate you for being so understanding and so reasonable and being compassionate in your capacity to listen. When I hear my children tell me that, I'm very proud of that because I was very intentional about being that kind of father. So I would say that's, that's what I'm most proud of. I will add something to that. I feel that, you know, building relationship, I'm proud of that and a connector. So I connect with people very fast, build relationship. And in the family, outside the family, anywhere it is, I, I connect people, build relationship, and that relationships carry for long, you know. And apart from this, yes, professionally, I'm proud of what I have achieved in my career. In the last 22 years, like in between, I got promotion for five times in continuously for five years. So that, again, I feel good, feel happy, and proud of that achievement. We are talking about faith and we are talking about the things that make these men proud. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with men on Dana Being Dana.
Hello, I'm Dr. Lance Law, part of the husband and wife team at Comfort Care Family Dental. I'd like to be the first to welcome you to our office. We strive to make every visit a relaxing and stress-free experience. The desires and needs of you and your family will be our primary focus in delivering the quality dental treatment you deserve. We offer a wide array of dental services. You can relax and enjoy most procedures all at our convenient state-of-the-art facility. Your dental needs will be well explained and all questions will be answered by your educated and well-trained team. We pride ourselves in making every patient part of our dental family. We strive to be the dental provider where you will be proud to refer your friends and loved ones. Please give us the opportunity to be your new dental home. Stay in the know, at home, or on the go with NCTV 17 News Update. This quick recap of everything happening in and around town will be delivered straight to your email inbox for free. Sign up today. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana, where we are talking to men exclusively about men. Now, we can't do a men's show and not talk about emotions. And women want to know, why is it so hard to connect to men emotionally? So what would you say to that? Sometimes it, it, it's hard because as a man, I do think it's important to have a range of emotions to let your emotions out. Sometimes with women where it can be hard is if you open yourself up and there's no reciprocity or if there is unduly harsh judgment. Just like I know sometimes women want men to listen. As a man, whenever you open yourself up to a woman, you're not necessarily looking to be fixed or corrected. You're looking to share and develop a connection and a bond. Yeah, I'll add to that. I, I think it's um, two, two things. One, I mentioned it earlier, where I think, you know, we tend to want to fix things. So there's no room for emotions like, OK, you have a problem. Let's find a solution. Let's fix it. Uh, where to, to Mark's point, uh, we may want to listen. And I think, too, is, is how we were raised as boys. Right. I, you know, don't cry or, you know, toughen up. And so I, I think you know, raising, you know, how boys have been raised myself uh, to be like, you know, men don't cry, men don't show emotion, be strong. I'm a crier, I'm a hugger, I'm okay with that. And I just want to say that Elliot, at all of our secret men's meetings, um, Elliot is the one who's always hugging and crying. <laughs> <laughs> Are you breaking man code, Eugene? You breaking man code? Just giving you a peek, just a little peep into man code. <laughs> So what makes you feel loved, supported, or respected as a man? Uh, I, I mean, I think it, it depends on the man, right? I think some, uh, I, I don't know if, if y'all read the five love languages, right? But I think everyone is triggered differently. Um, I, I would say for me, it's recognition. That's um, um, how I feel respected and just, you know, yeah, I know you're working hard. Um, and I realize you're balancing a lot of things, you know, to kind of thank you and, and appreciate what you're doing. Honestly, my biggest thing is just loyalty at the end of the day. You know, I'm going to be here for you if you're there for me. And that's really all I expect. Um, and I don't think that's, I mean, too much to ask. And, and, and to build on what Wil Wilbur said, too, I think there's a there's a reciprocity there. Don't 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 pull back. Live in the moment. Dream with me. You, you know, once once you connect, definitely don't don't pull that away and I, I think that's that's part of respect as well for one another is realizing who we are as people 
and that, you know, to tie, tie something together too, I'd heard as men were fixers and we like to be doers. And part of feeling loved is dreaming about doing together. And like I said, not, not pulling back once you start to have some of those, um, you know, just moments together. You've talked about emotions, you've talked about childhood, being boys. Do you think that men in general need more therapy? Um, and kind of breaking down the stigma of, of therapy and mental health. I think so. I think, I think men are, they're less likely to be like vulnerable or they want to be vulnerable. Um, and I know a lot of people that, you know, see people or talk to people and, and it really helps. And so I'm, I'm definitely an advocate for it. I think um, there's so much that goes on in a men's life. Um, and, and like they said, I mean, you know, you have that perception of you got to be strong, you got to be tough, you can't, you can't be a wuss, you can't, right. you know, you, you got to, you know, take care of certain things and, you know, um, and also, you know, what you want people to perceive you as. And I think uh, going to a therapist and, and being able to talk about it, I mean, it, I think it helps. I, I, I really do. And Dana, I think to, uh, from a cultural perspective, so being a Latino male, you don't you don't grow up you don't talk to anybody about your problems <laughs> so you know kind of growing up uh, you know again it's kind of the upbringing um where where it's you know it's not it's not okay to talk about your or you know air your dirty laundry to a stranger right um and so you know i think those those things you know they have to change because for, to, to to the points made right it's it's equally important and and it's a it's a it's a requirement right in, in terms of um you know how to how to move forward i agree with ali and as a man people are not comfortable talking about their weaknesses or their issues or you know they don't want to speak out about their problems with the xyz person so it's better to take guidance help from somebody who is very professional who can guide you help you and put you in a good channel you know a proper channel it can be and I think all of that is great. Um, there are a lot of men who, speaking of therapy, who have grown up without fathers present in the home. Uh, and what is your advice for those men? You're gonna be therapists for a minute. What is your advice for those men who do not have present fathers, whether they be men, young boys, et cetera? What would you say to them to pour into them? I think it's very important for people to identify those positive role models and those resources that they have in their immediate environment. For me, it was my church. Um, I had a great network of positive men who showed me love, but also showed me uh, the kind of father I wanted to become, uh, the kind of son I wanted to be. There was just magnificent examples around me. And for so many years, I always said, oh, I, I don't you know, have father figures in my life. And one day it just hit me that no, I do, I do, I have many. Um, individuals who, men in my, from my church who poured positively into my life. And I just had to wake up to that reality. So I would say, just look around you and gravitate toward and be intentional about connecting to those positive figures in your life. I can add something on that as be positive, be strong and have faith in the God. And definitely you will do great. This is my message to them. Yeah. I and, and, and I think faith is important there, but I, I would add living through the converse of that, right? With the son and being worried about a mother figure, right? That, uh, right. that is lacking 
from his life, Dana. What what I would say about that is if that you are, and and this goes to the mothers because you'd you'd asked a question about if you were raising children, right? And the therapist is seek out because there's going to be people you see that you think are going to be there and they're going to be there in um, a maternal role and they're going to fall short of that. And you just have to help your child move on from that. And, and it might not be who you think it would be. It may be somebody you think would be great at it. And then they, they don't, for whatever reason, she falls short or in this case, he falls short if it was the converse. But then on top of that, like everybody has said, there's lots of guys out there that want to, and, and, and don't look maybe gift horses in the mouth or, Spots that you wouldn't expect, neighbors, somebody, a coach, somebody that's somebody else's father. I mean, there are lots of men out there that enjoy interacting with young men. And I think everybody on this panel as well probably enjoys whenever there's a younger man and they have an opportunity, even if it's just one day to have a conversation with them, to try to help bring them along. And, and I think that if you're a woman raising children, raising a young man on your own, that you, you'll find it. There's lots of guys out there that, that would, would love to be part of your son's life. I think that's great advice. Um, speaking of advice, what advice would you give your younger self? I think the biggest thing that I've learned so far um, is really appreciate the people that you meet and how they help you and, and what you learn from them um, and building those relationships. I think, you know, to, for, for my younger self, you know, growing up in school or, you know, having friends and all that stuff, obviously you, you get into fights or, you know, you you say something inappropriate to a teacher or, you know, all of that. And I, I wish I could go back and never do any of that. But, you know, you're young, you're learning. So the biggest thing that I've learned is is really just appreciate the people that are there trying to help you, trying to better you. Um, and, yeah, I, it, you can't go wrong doing that. Like, there's nothing bad that could go wrong doing that. I'd say be more present. Um you know, I think early in my career, I, I, I can recall it's just it was about the grind and, you know, the next best thing. Um, be more present and, and enjoy to, to Wilbur's point, enjoy, enjoy those interactions, enjoy those relationships more, make memories there, because at the end of the day, it, you know, it, it, it's who do you want to be remembered as? Right? Um, mm -hmm. For me, it's be more present. The real hard times will go and the real highs, maybe, you know, they also go and aren't quite as high as they are. But don't don't worry so much, because I know as a younger man, I used to worry a lot yes. and I still struggle with that. But, uh, you know, you just got to let things go and enjoy the moment. And I would I would tell my younger self to be less dogmatic and to love wastefully. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It has been a pleasure hearing from these incredible men about life, love, and insight into the often elusive male perspective. Thank you to my guests for joining me for both this discussion and for being the men that you are. And special thanks to Comfort Care Family Dental. Finally, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Dr. Lance Law and Dr. Mihaela Bogdanoff at Comfort Care Family Dental.